0: Hi, this is Russ Hackman, host of The Wall Street Sweeper. Coming up this week, we'll be talking about the overhaul that most portfolios need to keep up with the changing financial world, where you should be looking for that all important retirement income, and why it's so hard to find that boring, moderate growth strategy with lower risk that we're all looking for.
1: Welcome in to the Wall
0: Street Sweeper. This is the only industry that I know of where you can actually pay more to get something worse. Uncover retirement concepts you need to know. They might have gotten one of those reports that you know they hit enter on it and it says, you're probably gonna be okay, but if you're not, it's not our fault. And now, The Wall Street
1: Sweeper with Russ Hackface.
2: Sweeping away the clutter of Wall Street, our weekly get-together with Russ Hackman, who is president of Hackman Wealth Partners. This is the Wall Street Sweeper. Russ, with 25 years' experience as a financial advisor, focusing on navigating retirement amid volatile markets and convenient to you, four offices around Boston, Hingham, Wakefield, Waltham, and downtown. Uh, Russ's early years were spent on Wall Street Trading Desk, and he lends his knowledge on that to open the show each week. But first, I do want to welcome you back uh, to the U.S., Russ, uh, you and your your newly graduated from college daughter, and that trip to Italy.
0: How was it? It was pretty good, Dave. Yeah, we spent um, well, about nine days together, and we went to Rome for three nights. Um, on one of the days, I barely made it because we had like six hours of those like walking tours where you're like listening to things. We're oh the yeah, Coliseum and the Vatican. Oh. It was hot and my mm. daughter was looking at me like oh man you're getting old <laughs> i was just her. i want to yeah, go so I bad my, i was like i've been doing twelve thousand steps but yeah that it's it's awesome there the history it's amazing
2: yeah i've always been fascinated with the R- R- roman empire so that is uh something on my list i, I want to go to rome definitely so I'm, I'm a little bit envious hey i was hearing inflation um got a little bit of good news on that front what else is uh what's going on in the markets
0: well it certainly remains Um, You know, very interesting. Inflation numbers have been coming down and generally that's been uh, expected. Part of it is not necessarily, you know, sort of a great moderation in demand for goods uh, or supply of money in terms of pushing up prices but in many ways comparing favorably to some very pretty high inflation numbers a year ago. If you if everyone remembers a year ago was when, you know, the war in the Ukraine was just starting. Mm-hmm. Prices were really spiking. And as you sort of what they call lap those numbers, the the numbers almost mathematically have to get a, a little more friendly. So inflation numbers are starting to come back in and sort of the 3% range. The Fed looks like they're gonna pause here for a little bit. Um, uh, but you know there is some concern that uh, we're not necessarily. The Fed says they want to get to two percent inflation. If you read people who know what they're talking about, actually getting to two percent inflation looks like it may require more hikes from the Fed. Oh. And you're getting more people talking about like, are we going to have a recession? Have we had a recession? Like, what's going on? The job market is still strong. The the, the markets have been remarkably strong. So you have the S&P up almost 15% this year. And, um, you know, the Nasdaq's going nuts again. It's up 30%, right? And the Dow, um, some of the more dividend paying stocks and and more moderate growth stocks up around 3%. Uh, Dave, you and I, though, we're talking about you know one of the things that is a uh, uh, and we talked to, you may remember we were talking about this back at the end of twenty twenty one. some some listeners may remember this. We were saying not that we knew exactly that the market was going to go down in twenty twenty two, but that what was occurring at the end of twenty twenty one was the market was really driven by some ex- very strong performance from some tech stocks. tech stocks that had gotten yeah. pretty overvalued is that a concern and it is a concern and you know if you look at some different calculations like how much would the S&P 500 be up but for its seven or eight mm-hmm. stocks wow. in other words if you took out the positive performance of seven or eight stocks in the S&P it might be closer to flat this year which is like yikes oh that's a little interesting and so you know what are those stocks where they're they're Apple, they're Microsoft, they're Amazon, they're NVIDIA. People have heard, you know, from the AI craze. Oh, Google, yeah. Google, Tesla's up huge again. Uh, Facebook Meta is up huge again. So, you know, that, that, as we said, this is kind of the casino element to Wall Street that, uh, you know, it is, uh, it's, it's like when you're on the casino floor and you see across the it's not like I go there a lot, but if you go to Vegas or something, yeah. and you see the people like three tables away, they're going, yeah, we made a ton of money, <laughs> right? And you're going like, yeah. what? I didn't, I didn't make it, <laughs> right. right? And like, I, I want to go over uh, there, and as soon as you get there, you lose your money, right? right. So you know, you got to be careful when this kind of thing is going on. I think things are reasonably constructive, but you know, as always, you know, we're not trying to guess where the market's going. It's interesting to talk about. Uh, but as always, the conversations we're having with people is how do we have a nice, unexciting portfolio and we're going to be talking about that during this show is you know this recurring trend. people just want consistent, moderate performance without a lot of risk. And if you'd like to talk to us about that, how do you have that kind of portfolio? It is a good time, Dave, to offer folks that opportunity that we provide periodically the next five cars that have saved five hundred thousand dollars or more for retirement
2: this is at no cost no obligation 617-674-2000 to schedule with russ 617-674-2000 coming up russ talks about why almost all portfolios need an overhaul for this new financial world we're living in street sweeper and russ hackman president of hackman wealth partners russ hackman offices around boston and convenient to you either downtown wakefield hingham or in waltham 25 years in the financial arena specializing in uh, retirement strategies and focusing on that and we just mentioned um, before the the break most portfolios need an overhaul after last year's mess. But also, Russ, I'm interested in learning more about it, the, the new financial world we're living in. So, yeah, I'm interested to hear what you've got to say about it.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it is a pretty big statement to say that if 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 we all look at our portfolios from 2021 and see what's happened in 22 going into 23, you can really argue that most portfolios should be changed to reflect this new reality. And so, okay, what what am I talking about here? First of all, you had this—not to get too wonky about it—but you had this period of time mm-hmm. from 2008 to 2021 where interest rates are basically zero, right? Right. You put money in the bank, you earn nothing. Yeah. If you, you know, people generally speaking, portfolios, and I still see a lot of people with these portfolios portfolios are, hey, as practiced by big box firm, even as practiced by your sort of fidelity and vanguards, your portfolio consists of, okay, depending on how how conservative you are, your age, et cetera, your portfolio consists of two things. It consists of stocks and bonds, Mm -hmm. right? And if you're more conservative, you have more bonds. And if you're less conservative, you have more stocks. So you have X in stocks and 100 minus X in bonds. And basically, that's the portfolio that most people have had. Yeah, It's not what most of our clients had going into 2022. That paradigm is basically broken. And what that means is, you know, the biggest things that we've learned from 2022 is, oh, my goodness, like, and 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 people out here are gonna nod their heads like hey bonds are actually my advisors i told my advisor i want to be port i wanted to be conservative i put money therefore in bonds and i lost money on bonds so the 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 conclusion is hey bonds really are not conservative right you can lose significant money in bonds Mm -hmm. And for most people, if you've been looking at the bond portion of your portfolio, it probably lost 15 percent plus. And by bonds, I mean bond mutual funds. For the most part, bond ETFs or exchange traded funds is how most people own those. And if you look at the performance of those, you lost 15 percent plus in those. You started to get some drift back beginning of this year, but if you've been keeping your eye on them, you're losing money on them again because interest rates have been going up out in at sort of where the 10-year treasury is. Mm-hmm. So what did we learn in 2022? What are the big things that therefore, for most people, require even potentially a big overhaul of your portfolio? Or at least a, a very fresh look at your portfolio. The biggest things are bonds are risky; they're not a place for your conservative money. There are better alternatives in bonds. And the other thing that came out of 2022, I think, for most folks, is they had too much stock market risk. If they were, you know, age 60 or above, 55 or above most people look at what they lost in the stock market and were kind of surprised. Like, Hey, I, I wasn't really thinking I could lose this much. We're on
2: such a long run. Did risk go up? Uh, the appetite for it go up since Oh nine.
0: Well, I mean, I think people, yeah, there were a lot of good years and I think, you know, that got people pretty comfortable. It's not that people were, you know, not smart about it, but you get pretty comfortable. And then Mm -hmm. all of a sudden it's like, Oh wow I, I lost two three four hundred thousand in uh, the, the stock portion of my portfolio mm-hmm. and by the way the bond po- the portion of my portfolio which was supposed to be safe, it was not was not right? safe. So what it's really what it really means is that these portfolios that consist of 60 40 stocks bonds mm-hmm. 50 50. 4060, 8020, 2080, 20, whatever you want to call it, these portfolios all got to be changed, right? And yeah. let's go through a, a simple example okay. as to why. You know, pr- I've, I've seen multiple folks over the last few weeks that come in and say, Hey, Russ, I went, we had a conservative strategy with our advisor. We told our advisor we wanted to be conservative. And here's our portfolio. When you have a look at it? And you know, the portfolio, a conservative portfolio on wall street is let's say was 50, 50 stocks and bonds, mm-hmm. right? Even more conservative was 40, 60, 40 stocks, 60 bonds. So if you take a million dollar portfolio, one of the things that is really, and, and you're sitting with it now today, after what's happened you made back some money in your stocks you haven't made any money back in your bonds but you've got to realize where you're sitting with that portfolio right now where you're sitting with it is if you have a let's say you have a two million dollar portfolio okay you have a two million dollar portfolio if i've got 50 percent of it in stocks then <laughs> i own one million dollars worth of stocks right And if a Cat5 storm comes along, the Cat5 storm like an 08, like a 2001, uh, like a 1974, like a 1987, Mm -hmm. if one of those comes along, then on your million dollars, you could lose $500,000. Wow. Right? And I think most people with a $2 million portfolio look at that and say, oh, my goodness, like that's so. Like if I took a $500,000 hit, and so that's why I say like let's consider ourselves a little bit lucky. This seems strange to say that last year was a category two or three storm. Right, not a five. Right, so if you're still out there with a 50-50 stock bond portfolio, that portfolio is not conservative because you could still lose when that cat five storm comes. And remember, they come every 10 or 20 years. So one is coming sometime in the next 20, 30 years for sure. Then if you've got... A million bucks worth of stocks by virtue of doing the math, then you probably have too much risk, right? And by the way, those bonds can lose money too. So we're gonna continue this conversation throughout this show, but the bottom line is most folks have too much risk. Their bonds are not conservative. And moreover, there's better ways to set up your portfolio. If you wanna talk to us about that kind of second opinion, and what should you be doing to, to catch up with the new financial reality, let's provide the opportunity for the next five callers to get on the calendar with us, those callers that have saved $500,000 or more for retirement. And this
2: is a comprehensive review about you with Russ at no cost, no obligation to the next five, 617-674-2000, 617-674-2000. Cashflow in retirement. We all need it. We'll talk about that coming up. Russ Hackman, sweeping away the clutter of Wall Street. Russ Hackman, sweeping away the clutter in your financial lives. I mean, he just gave us a good example of restructuring your portfolio just a moment ago. It's the Wall Street Sweeper. We're back into it. I'm consumer advocate Dave Perkins. Russ Hackman with offices at four around Boston, downtown Wakefield, Hingham, and also in Waltham. Well, Russ, cash flow, we have to have that in retirement. So we're going to talk a little bit about retirement income. Why is that even more important than your level of assets
0: well yeah we're definitely going to be talking about uh retirement income david and it, and I, I want to be clear as to we're tying it to this previous discussion we were having mm-hmm. right if you got a 50 50 stock bond portfolio again when i say stock bond portfolio i'm saying pull up your statement almost all statements have one of those nice pie charts on yeah it, right. right easy to the see pie chart. <laughs> Right. The pie chart says stocks are equities, bonds are fixed income and cash. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So if you have a portfolio that consists of, you know, whatever the the, whatever the the size of the pie pieces, you still probably have the wrong portfolio for two reasons. Number one is, as we just said, you probably have too much risk in stocks and those bonds are not low risk. And by the way, those bonds are probably yielding after the fees that you're paying. 2%. 2%. So I'm saying, hey, the thing you have that's conservative is only making you 2% and you can actually lose money on it, which you did last year. Mm-hmm. And people say, well, Russ, maybe I'll make that money back that I lost in bonds.
2: But you ha- people I, look at that wrong too, and how much they have to get back to fully recover, right? If you lose 50%. Well,
0: that's true. If you lose 50%, you got to make 100% to get back. You're you're right, Dave. And, and on the other hand, it's like, well, how do you make your money back that you lost in bonds? Well, Interest rates got to go back to one and a half percent for the ten-year Treasury or one percent. Like, well, I don't think so. I don't think that's happening yeah. anytime soon. This inflation cat is out of the bag, and and that's not it's not going back into bag. I don't <laughs> right. think. It's hard to catch a cat. Right, dude? It is,
2: you know, the term <laughs> herding cats.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, you know, so we're talking about that portfolio isn't right for risk reasons it's also not right for income reasons the typical portfolio if you're looking at your pie chart you can also usually see somewhere in your statement hey what's what's your income and for most people the amount of cash that's coming off of their investment in terms of dividends on the stocks in terms of payments on the bonds is pretty low mm-hmm. so the for the most part, portfolios, too much stock risk. We've got our money that's supposed to be conservative in bonds. That's not the right place. And we don't have enough income. Now, the good news is the alternatives for income have gotten even better. And so the good news, you know, as always, I I try to be, you know, good news and bad news. Let's let's identify the problems that are out there or the shortfalls in some of our portfolios. And obviously, let's talk about how to fix them. And there are
2: solutions. You know,
0: this is fixable. You know, we're we're out here, you know, hacking our way through the jungle with our clients in the office uh, every day. We're hacking through the jungle together. Like, how do we fix this issue Mm -hmm. of too much stock market risk, not having our safe money in the right place, not having enough income? Now, again, silver lining on the income front now. Pre-2022, you really only had, I can draw down my portfolio and pretend like it's income. I can have a dividend portfolio, or I could have some kind of annuity that pays me a regular stream of income. We're going to continue the conversation here, Dave, that right now that the um, options for income are a lot better. We're going to keep talking about this in the next segments. Okay. You've got CDs and T-bills yielding 5%. You've got a number of other alternatives that we're going to talk about here in the next few minutes. So income choices have gotten a lot better. And, um, you know, again, we're going to continue that dialogue into the coming segments. Let's do take this opportunity for a break, Dave, offer the chance for folks to come in, talk to us about the risk they're running and the income and how to get more of it the next five cars that have saved $500,000 or more for retirement.
2: And no cost, no obligation to schedule 617-674-2000 to schedule and meet with Russ. 617-674-2000 to the next five. What does your income infrastructure look like? That's what you can find out when you meet with Russ and beyond income. How can we achieve reasonable moderate growth with minimal exposure to the next Cat 5 storm? That's still to come on the Wall Street Sweeper. the Wall Street sweeper and Russ Hackman is president of Hackman Wealth Partners. You hear him talking about and giving out great information and things to consider in retirement planning every week on this show. The great thing is when you meet with Russ, you can get a little more specific about it. Actually, a lot more specific about it. Russ has offices around Boston, Wakefield, Hingham, Waltham, and also downtown. Got questions from listeners, Russ, and this is how you can get your question to be answered by Russ on the air. His website is hackmanwealth.com, hackmanwealth.com. Click the radio tab and throw that question at Russ. We had Sam in Cambridge to top it off. I'm 56 and my wife is 52. We hope to retire in seven years. Now, the majority of our retirement savings are in my wife's 401k. When we first set it up, over 30 years ago, no one explained any Roth options to us, but to be fair, we didn't really look into them. Last fall, I put some some into Roth after-tax deductions, but it's an 8% pre-tax and only 4% post-tax contribution. Did I blow it making this move?
0: Well, no, uh, Sam, and, and I do like the option for folks that are still working to look into the Roth option within your 401k and... You know the old wisdom. It you know has been that you should always you know defer taxes, uh, but unless your income is very very high, if you're still working and your, let's say your combined income um, is is under two hundred grand, under two hundred fifty grand, mm. it depends. Then it makes sense to actually pay your taxes today. Get that money into a Roth 401k, and let that money grow tax free forever. And that's actually great advice. Of we were talking about my daughter Hope, who's you know graduated, went to Italy, and now she's going to go to work here. Mm-hmm. You know, the first advice for her and our kids is contribute to the Roth version of your 401k because you're if you're not in a super high tax bracket because you're early in your career. Yeah. Then get that money into Roth because, you know, you doing that when you're in your 20s, 30s, 40s, etc. That's going to grow tax-free forever. For years. Right? That's, yeah. just fan, that's just fantastic. So love the ability to do that. And then, you know, for folks who uh, are not still working, you know, we talk about the way that you get money into Roth accounts is through conversions. Mm-hmm. We talk about that from time to time. It's a little bit confusing. But uh, as always, um, you know, getting into the nitty gritty of that is what we do in person. So using Roth accounts is one of the most powerful tools out there to impact your taxes, whether you're working or not working. And it never is too late to explore what a Roth account uh, can do for you.
2: And he probably didn't hear about Roth 30 years ago because it didn't exist 30 years ago, did it? It wasn't it 97, I think, that Roth came to be.
0: Yeah, something like that. Yeah. yeah, and then later, it was probably even later that uh, companies, you know, uh, developed the ability to put them inside of your 401K. So right. that's that's new. So, n- you know, nobody had that option, but, you know, it's definitely one to be to be evaluated.
2: Yeah, it is. And just one more last thing, Secure Act 2.0, it looks like that has so many Roth provisions and actually opportunities in in it. I'm sure we'll be talking more about that on the show here, so keeping you up. Got Jason in Newton. He says, Russ, I keep hearing you talk about tax planning. I've been a W-2 employee and plan to retire soon at 65. Now, I think of taxes as something that are sort of a given. Uh, How can I actually influence my taxes in
0: retirement? Dave, yeah, it's good that that uh, question follows the one we just did. We were talking about Roths while you're working. Now here's the opportunity to talk about Roths. Post working. Mm -hmm. So once you retire, it isn't too late to think about Roths. And in fact, if you're retiring, let's say in your 60s, that can be some of the best time to think about Roths because the second way to get money into Roth accounts is by doing conversions. We're running out of time here in this segment, but uh, we will continue to talk about this. You can control to some what, to some, uh, what, uh, effect how much in taxes you pay when you t- when you pull money out of your IRAs and your 401ks in retirement. So that kind of tax planning is part of the work we do when folks come in and get a second opinion and full retirement plan. And Dave, let's do offer the opportunity to the next five callers that have saved $500,000 or more for retirement.
2: And no cost, no obligation. Some of your time, 617-674-2000. 617 674 Coming up next, moderate risk growth strategies. The Clutter up Wall Street Weekly with Russ Hackman, president of Hackman Wealth Partners. Welcome back into the Wall Street Sweeper. Russ, you know, part of the theme of the show today, I take, is that boring can be good in retirement. You know, I kind of compare uh, when you're younger. I, I You're using the um, analogy or metaphor of an amusement park. Uh, you're on the roller coasters, the wild rides. As you get older, maybe you prefer to take the monorail around the Wild Kingdom or something like that. But, you know, <laughs> it's... Not- Mind me.
0: I yeah. go ahead.
2: <laughs> no, I mean it's 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 kind of a it's it's kind of analogous to the strategies that you implement that are lower in risk in retirement.
0: It is true and I have gotten to that age it was like a <laughs> couple of years ago where you know, you go go to the six flags or disney or something yeah. with the kids and like that you know Several years back, when they were, you know, ten, twelve years old, they're like, "Dad, like we can't hack that roller coaster." And now I'm like, "I can't hack that roller coaster." Oh man! Like, <laughs> you know what? I still love them. The wilder, the better. Give them to me. Uh, to me, they was like rattling my brain around in my skull. But <laughs> I know uh, I like that. Yeah, in, in any uh, event, we were talking about uh, uh, sort of boring uh, financial strategies, and and you uh, boring is good. Mm-hmm. for your finances and retirement sure, right? comfortable <laughs> because you know one of the um one of one of my uh, expressions you know I have my handful of expressions but you know one of them is other than when you're a kid are there any good surprises in life <laughs> no <laughs> not normally not too, much, not too <laughs> many <right>? depressing but <laughs> so <true. laughs> we Yeah, you know, we like boring and 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 kind of what I'm talking about here, Dave, is, you know, people come in to see us uh, and I'm so grateful for all the folks that come in uh, to those folks out there that uh, are, are listening, that have come in, that have become clients or may come in to see us sometime. It is so it is so enjoyable for us to meet, you know, different families and individuals uh, every single week in our various offices. And I will say, kind of across the board, whether people have 500000 a million, $2 million, $3 million, $10 million, and on up, pretty u- uniformly, people are saying, Russ, can I just kind of get the excitement out of my life as it comes to finances? And the right? panic. This, yeah. this, and this world is nuts. So I got Washington, you know, playing Russian roulette with. You know, the national debt Mm -hmm. looks like that's over with. So, yeah, uh, in general, people are saying I want low risk, steady returns. And what we've been saying in this show is the default way that Wall Street does it. It doesn't really matter what firm you're in. Mm -hmm. They all do it almost exactly the same. It's this paint by numbers financial planning. We were talking about, look at your pie chart. You got stocks, you got bonds, you got a little bit of cash, right? Yeah. And that, even if you got 20% stocks, 80% bonds, that still is not a low-risk portfolio as evidenced by the fact that no matter what combination of stocks and bonds you had, whether it was 90-10 or 10-90, you lost 15 or 20% last Mm -hmm. year, Right. Not along, please, if you lost 15, you know, that amount. Yeah, unfortunately, a lot of people nodding. Right? What's What's been happening this year is the stock piece of your portfolio is coming back. As we said, you know, let's not count those chickens too much. They're driven by eight technology stocks doing really well. And we know with the technology stocks, you know, that can giveth and taketh, right? So, okay, given that these cookie-cutter portfolios are not providing the lower-risk steady returns that we're looking for, what does? Well, first of all, it means that for most people, the stock portion of your portfolio should be less than 50% of your portfolio It might even be as small as 20 percent of your portfolio, depending on your age and risk tolerance. And the way you figure out how much risk you should have is, hey, it can drop in half in a cat five storm. So if I got 20 percent in, I lose 10 percent in a cat five storm. If I've got 40 percent, I lose 20 percent in a cat five storm. And then I want the balance of my money in safe assets, and I want all of my assets producing income. Mm -hmm. And this is how, when we're sitting down with people, Dave, we are saying, let's tear up this old portfolio. In general, we want less stock market risk. We're getting rid of those bonds. For the stocks we have, we want them generating dividends and income. right? And for the safe money... For some people, that can mean for our clients who are 80 and above, especially, but it can apply to almost anyone, there's not much wrong with a portfolio now that consists of 50% plus CDs and Mm T-bills yielding 5%. It's better now. Now, you're not hearing that for anybody else, but somebody tell me what's wrong with that portfolio Some people will say that those interest rates will, you know, eventually come down and they may as the Fed cuts rates. But I expect them to be reasonable, reasonably high for the next few years. Okay, so these are the ways that you start breaking down. Where's the risk that I want to have in terms of some equity exposure and where do I put my money where I can get a decent amount of income and it can't go down? That can be CDs, that can be T-bills, that can be principal-protected annuities. There's some great options out there, given that interest rates are relatively high now. Dave, let's do provide the opportunity for folks to call in and talk talk to us about coming in and getting that second opinion. What would a refresh to an appropriate level of risk and income look like for you?
2: And it, it's a good look at what your retirement can be. And it's an opportunity to sit down with Russ one-on-one and talk about your situation. Talk about the theme of it is actually the theme of this show every week, sweeping away the clutter and restructuring if necessary. That's what Russ is going to take a look at. 617 674 2000 to the next five. This is available at no cost, no obligation. Again, just call in and get on Russ's schedule. 617-674-2000 617-674-2000 Coming up, uh, Russ takes questions from listeners and we'll tell you how you can get your question in to be answered by Russ on this show. That is on the way with the Wall Street Sweeper. street sweeper, Russ Hackman, a fiduciary and 25 years in the financial arena and focusing on retirement strategies. That's what he will focus on with you when you meet with him at one of the convenient offices around Boston Hingham, Wakefield, Waltham, and downtown. Mention, we're going to tell you how you can get your question in to Russ to be answered on this show. And and thanks so much to those who do. You kind of have a part in structuring this show every week. All you have to do is go to Russ's website, HackmanWealth.com. Hackmanwealth.com. Click the radio tab and give us your question. Like and throw in your town too so we can shout it out. Mary and Weston uh, saying, I plan to retire this year. I'm 65 right now. Uh, aside from inflation, should I be concerned about retiring during a recession? And what specifically can I do to best position myself as I do head into retirement?
0: Yeah, I think it's um you know it's a good question from Mary. I mean the questions are generally speaking you can talk about the portfolio positioning but first you start with adequacy of income right so Mm -hmm. what are your sources of income in retirement making sure you know do you have pension or just social security for most folks it's a matter of just having social security not too many people have a great pension these days and so it's about how are you going to set up a portfolio as we've been talking about throughout this show a portfolio that has an appropriate level of exposure to the stock market that exposure hopefully producing some decent dividends that you can live on and then secondly where's the rest of my money going to be invested like that money to be safe I want 50% plus of our money safe whether it's during a recession or otherwise and our alternatives for safe money. Great alternatives out there, as we've been talking about alternatives. In again, we've been buying. I've been buying this week for clients, T bills earning five point two percent. Wow. CDs, six month CDs, five point three. It's amazing. And again, you're you got every firm out there saying, "Hey, you should have stocks and bonds." If you look at that bond portfolio, that bond mutual fund portfolio. It lost 15% last year. It's not making you anything back this year. Mm-hmm. And it's probably netting you after fees, two and a half percent. You know, I'll take those 5% CDs. Maybe next year they're 4%. Maybe the year after that, they're three and a half percent. I still like that no risk CD or T-bill yeah. a, lot, a lot better right. than a bond mutual fund, right? So there's a there's a perspective on that question
2: <laughs> you know we um we've talked a lot about having that cash flow income how many streams should you have of income in retirement?
0: yeah I, I don't think there's sort of a, a a particular number I mean well let's put it this way I guess I'm I, I have said throughout this show in a perfect world everything's generating some cash flow right yeah okay so my stocks are generating generating some cash flow. If I need something like a private pension, um, you know there are high quality, lower cost annuities that act like pensions that can generate income. We've talked about even cash portfolios, T-bills, CDs, money market funds, all yielding around 5% now. I like all, all of my assets yielding income if I can
2: hackmanwealth.com. It's H-A-C-K-M-A-N-N, wealth.com, hackmanwealth.com. Click the radio tab to submit your question. Diane and Melrose, I'm 65. I have a steady stream of income, but I am concerned about my taxes rising when I turned age 73 and those RMDs start. Is there any way to avoid this?
0: Well, yeah, that is where you get into the, uh, when we talk about when people come in we, provo- we provide a couple different, uh, a few different steps to kind of the upfront analysis. You know, number one is a portfolio x ray, looking at cost, risk, performance. And another element of what we do is let's look at your tax liability estimate. So in Diane's case, Diane, it is what are the, what What am I going to owe as these RMDs kick in and is there a way to influence that? One way you potentially think about influencing that is by using Roth accounts and by moving money into Roth accounts after you retire Uh, but before the RMD age, the required minimum distribution age of 73 starts. If I can move $50,000 a year, $100,000 a year, and so on over into those Roth accounts, yes, I got to pay taxes when I do that, both uh, federal and state. But if I'm doing that when my income is low, that can be a great move as compared to just letting it happen to you, letting those RMDs happen to you, Mm -hmm. and them accelerating later in life. And the way that you figure out whether it's really worth it is not sort of a finger in the air, like, sounds like a good idea, Russ, like huh. some Roth, sure, but by actually doing the math and saying, well, what if I, you know, play a little bit of uh, defense or offense, whatever you want to call it, around getting my taxes down, getting money over into Roth accounts versus what if I just kind of do nothing on the tax planning side? And you can try to uh, measure. The benefit of that, and and you know, there's scenarios where it's usually it's to your benefit, sometimes not. But we do quantify that in these tax plans that we put uh, inside each of our complimentary plans that people receive when they come in for a second opinion and complimentary plan.
2: Edward and Marblehead, I've got 75000 sitting in my checking account at the bank. This is not part of my emergency fund. So, what can I do with
0: this money to put it, w- it to work for me? And thanks in advance. Well, we do see a lot of people with money sitting in the bank, and those banks generally are not, they're finally catching up a little bit. But, you know, you can get money market funds yielding four and three quarter percent. That's overnight money that you can access anytime, virtually no risk in those t-bills we've been talking about cds all above five percent so if you got too much money sitting around in your checking accounts it is pretty straightforward to um to increase the yields you can go go direct to fidelity and do it uh if you just want to do it Mm -hmm. yourself depending on the size of your portfolio thanks as usual for all the questions uh today and um it is a good opportunity for folks to to offer folks the opportunity to come in, get one of those tax liability estimates from us, one of those portfolio x-rays, portfolio stress tests we've been talking about throughout the show, the risk of your 40-60 portfolio, your 50-50 portfolio, your 60-40 portfolio. How might that move around in a Cat5 storm? And how could you look at an an alternative plan that would have a lot less risk, but offer the possibility of consistent steady returns? Let's offer that, Dave, to the next five callers that have saved $500,000 or more for retirement.
2: And to schedule with Russ, 617-674-2000, 617-674-2000. It's that time, time of the the year for Russ's mid-year outlook. That's coming up. wall street sweeper russ hackman sweeping away the clutter of wall street russ is president of hackman wealth partners just gave you the website hackmanwealthpartners.com you can learn more about the firm offices around boston downtown wakefield hingham and waltham russ where is the time going uh it's time for your (laughs) mid-year update uh, and where we're, what you're seeing for the rest of the year? What should we be looking at? Well, I
0: feel like we'll be thinking about our New Year's resolutions. It won't be long, at the, at, <laughs> at, at the rate that this year is going, right? I know. But uh, yeah, in terms of the outlook, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm. It's a little bit of a trick question. I wanted to to pose right now, which is, you know, the outlook for the rest of the year. To some extent, we've been talking about you know, plans that are boring and predictable. And in the case of your money, boring and predictable is not a bad thing. Mm, (laughs) It's a good thing. I agree. And as it pertains to, yes, it is nice to chat about what's going on with the markets, the feds, the this, the that. But in general, our mission around here, uh, and we like the same for all of our listeners, is to not really care about what's going to happen this year next year in the markets, right? The the best financial plan is one where the market tanks tomorrow and your reaction to that is I don't care. Love that. Right? Because Not that you don't care, probably if the market goes down. It's like when you don't have a team to the Super
2: Bowl, right? You watch it, but you don't really
0: care. You know, so if the markets tank, yes, you're going to lose some money in your stock market portfolio. But really, that should be your expectation in a good plan is I'm going to have some ups and downs in the stock piece of my portfolio. I've got a nice, safe Piece of my portfolio, the largest chunk of my portfolio that does not go down when the market goes down, that generates consistent income for me. And then if I have 20, 30, 40% of my portfolio in stocks that may swing around, that's okay. Right. Mm -hmm. So, you know, listen to Warren Buffett. You know, he says, hey, I don't have any idea what's happening next year, next week, next five years, next 10 years, but I do know the markets are up over the long term. Yeah. But you should also not have any money in the stock or the bond markets that you can't afford to lose a good chunk of in the next 10 years. It's all about making sure that you have the right amount of safe assets. Right now you got great alternatives out there for those and having the appropriate amount of risk in your portfolio as well. It is a good time to transition to the final opportunity to thank everyone for listening. This is our final opportunity for folks to call in to the next five calls that have saved $500,000 or more for retirement. You'll have the opportunity to come in and see us. We'll review your portfolio give you our view as to if we were the captain of your ship here's where we'd be steering you and
2: it can be it will be revealing and and even fun because i mean you're talking about planning what really is if you think about it the longest vacation of your life 617-674-2000 and getting the strategies together best for you from a fiduciary 617-674-2000 617-674-2000 we're back next week hope you are with us with russ hackman and the wall street sweeper we
1: subject to caps, restrictions, fees, and surrender charges as described in the annuity contract. Guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuer. Agents receive payment in the form of compensation and or other compensation, such as a percentage of organizations' profits from selling an annuity from the insurance company. Registered investment advisors and investment advisor representatives act as fiduciaries for all of our investment management clients. We have an obligation to act in the best interest of our clients to make full disclosure of any conflicts of interest, if any exist. Please refer to our firm brochure, the ADV 2A, item 4, for additional information.